Welcome back to Stars Like Us. My name is Eliza Kelly. Before we dive into today's episode, I am so excited to announce that I have been reading all of your DMs and your emails. I have decided to start a digital workshop series. There will be a lot more information on this in the coming weeks, but the first class that I am going to be rolling out is Astrology 101, which is going to cover everything from the signs, the planets, the houses, and aspects so that you can start to read birth charts. I am super, super excited about this. I think that it is awesome that there is technology available so that wherever you are in the world, we will all be looking and interpreting and considering the same stars. I think that building this community around astrology in a meaningful way that uplifts and really emphasizes the significance of study and community is going to be so amazingly awesome. I am really looking forward to meeting you guys through this platform. And for listeners, you can use the code STARSLIKEUS, all one word, to receive a 20% discount on Astrology 101 classes. So, for today's episode, (laughs) I went all the way out to Los Angeles, California and spoke with Gala Darling. She is a Virgo with a Sagittarius moon, real emphasis on the Sagittarius moon because Jupiter is her middle name, practically literally. Gala is all about abundance and unabashed abundance, being able to celebrate what you want and desire and your needs and your love and your passions and your money and your neon and your wigs. She is a really interesting and very cool person and she has some techniques that she swears by and following her on social media, I have seen testimonials come through that people work with her and almost instantly see money in their bank account that wasn't there before. This is pretty incredible stuff. So enjoy this episode nine of Stars Like Us featuring Gala Darling. So on this episode of Stars Like Us, I am here with Gala Darling, author and speaker and Virgo and Aquarius rising in this like beautiful Barbie dream home. I, I it's I such a treat to be here in your space. Thank you so much for having me, for bringing us all in for this conversation. I'm so excited to meet you. I've heard so much about you. Um, you have been posting recently all of these incredible things, people sharing stories with you that they attend your workshops and then have like money in the bank literally a few minutes later, it seems to me. So I think everyone wants to know (laughs) all about you and what you do and who you are. So yeah, if you wouldn't mind sharing your story with us. 
Sure. So I'm Gala Darling. I'm from New Zealand originally, and I moved to New York in 2008, lived there for 10 years and then moved here to LA. And I have been blogging and writing about my experiences in self-help and self-love and manifesting since 2006. So that's a long fucking time, like 13 years of a blog is so yeah, long. It's a long, long, long. Like, dude, I've seen the industry change so many times over and it's like this really fascinating journey. But I basically started writing about self-love because I was a really depressed teenager. And in my early 20s, I had an eating disorder. I had really bad depression. And I learned this energy psychology technique called tapping from a boyfriend of mine back in 2006. And I used it to get rid of my eating disorder in one night. And then I was like, oh my God, I have been wasting my time so much. Like I had been living in this gray fog for such a long time that it was just, there's so much beauty in the world. At least that's what I believe. And when you're under the shadow of depression or an eating disorder, you just can't see it. And I decided that if you know something that can help someone, you should tell people about it. So I started my blog and I started telling people about what I discovered and what I'd learned. And that's kind of how I got to where I am. I've basically just been doing that ever since, just sharing what I'm excited about, sharing what I've found. And um, I've been using tapping for so long, like 13 years, but it's only recently that I kind of understood the way that I can use it to help other people. And primarily through kind of breaking the blocks and resistance that we have around making money. Because we tell ourselves so many bullshit stories about money, like, um, I don't want to be greedy, or who am I to ask for more money, or I really want to be accessible, or I don't want to be more successful than my parents or my friends and make people feel uncomfortable, rich people are assholes, if I have more money, I'll have more problems, all these things. And as long as you believe that shit, you are like calling in money with one hand, but pushing it away with the other. So as long as you have that kind of conflict of interest about something that you want, you're never really going to get it in a way that feels abundant or satisfying. So we use tapping to break the resistance that we have around it. And the results are so crazy. Like you said, I get testimonials every day from people who are like, oh, I just woke up to $40,000 in my so bank. Wild. Like, so are you fucking kidding me? Like, it's so amazing. So I, I mean, I'm already just overflowing with questions, but I, so <laughs> just going back to this time when you first learned this technique, um, how, I, and I also don't even know what this technique is, so I can't wait to hear what actually happens and occurs, but uh, what was your first encounter and experience with it? So I had a boyfriend who I describe as being aggressively interested in self-help. Like he was just- he, Like a Tony Robbins- uh sort of but like i mean kind of but not so much more just like a, an extremely stubborn taurus <laughs> who just i don't know i think he was just convinced that he was like broken and he wanted to fix himself so he would try anything that he found and tapping is a technique that is basically acupuncture without needles mm -hmm. so you're using the same meridian points in the body where the energy flows the most strong strongly and you're using the fingers on your hand to literally tap on those parts of your body to break up where there's energy that feels stagnant and as you do that you're talking about the problem and it sounds so crazy and when he told me about it I was like I'm not fucking doing this like this is so stupid and he showed me the videos where um, people who had developed it were using it on veterans with PTSD and they were having these massive decreases in their anxiety levels and fear and all their symptoms. 
And he basically pestered me into it, which is so Taurus, right? Like he's just going to make you do it, whether you like it or not. (laughs) And the first time I tried it, I tried it on my asthma. So I would get an asthma attack every morning when I walked up a hill to catch a bus to go to work. So I was like, if I try this, I want to try it on something that there can be no question in my mind it's worked. I want to try it on something where there can't be a placebo effect. Like I want to know for sure that it worked. So I tapped on having to use my inhaler in the mornings. And the next day I didn't have to use my inhaler. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And so I started using it on everything. And it's an amazing technique because it's so easy to learn. It's free. You can do it anywhere. Like if you're having a bad day at work, you can go into a bathroom stall and do it. Like it's not like, I mean, there's so many other healing modalities that are amazing, but EFT, which is emotional freedom technique is like the full name. I just call it tapping is it's just so fucking easy. Like you don't need any tools. You don't need 20 minutes. Like it's fast and it's free and it's so effective. So what, so what is it? What is tapping? So tapping is you, the idea with tapping is that when you have um, pain or anxiety or a problem, there's stagnant energy in your body that's stuck at a certain point and you're loosening it up. So you're tapping on meridian points in the body and breaking it up while you talk about the problem and at the same time telling yourself that you love yourself, you forgive yourself and you accept yourself. And you're literally, are you using, uh, is there a particular like finger that you use or are you using your hand or are you doing it in your head are you visualizing right so you're using your actual body so um i tap with two hands because i believe in doing things efficiently and i just want to like use as much power as i can so i believe that when you use two hands you're you're uniting the masculine and feminine sides of your body and the left and right sides of your brain so you're literally going like this i know people listening can't hear but i'm tapping with alternating hands on various points of my body so the crown of my head And I'm using two fingers to do this. So the top of my head, the start of my eyebrow, sides of my eyes, under my eyes, under my nose, under my mouth, collarbones, um, under my armpit, and then my wrists together. So that's one round of tapping. And you basically just keep doing this and talking about the problem that you're having until you feel a shift. So when you're tapping, you will often, at the beginning, rate yourself on a scale of zero to 10, with 10 being like, this is a full-on panic attack in terms of how I feel about this event or this situation with zero being nothing. And we did, I did a ritual at the wing in West Hollywood on Wednesday night. We were tapping on money stuff and there were people who, when I said in the room, how anxious are you about the idea of making money? They were like an eight out of 10. We tapped for about 10 minutes and they were all down to a two. If you can go from an, just doing that repetitive pattern, just doing that repetitive pattern and just speaking about the problem. And I have a series called High Vibe Honey that I've been doing for the past year. It's free. It's on YouTube and we tap every week. So I pull tarot cards for the people watching and then we tap on any resistance we have. So if I pull the 10 of cups and I say, you know, your soulmate's coming and true love is coming. That sounds great, but you might have beliefs like, who am I to deserve that? Or like, I'll never have that. Or marriage is a prison cell or whatever. So we tap on the resistance that comes up. And as you watch it, you'll learn kind of the language that I use. I talk about the problem. I kind of, I talk about like what the worst case scenario is. I like make fun of myself for being so silly about it. I forgive myself at the same time. Um, And, you know, I've been doing it for 13 years, so I'm really good at like getting to the heart of something quickly and making it fun to talk about, but it's really not complicated. And you could start by doing really simple things like 
even if you're anxious, just tapping on one of the points over and over again while saying like, I'm so anxious and talking about how it feels in your body. Like, you know, my chest feels really tight or I'm finding it hard to breathe or I'm really afraid of what this meeting is going to be like. Just tapping and doing that will reduce the stress levels in your amygdala by at least 20%. Like the difference is palpable. You'll feel it immediately. And do different points of the body uh, have associations to different themes and concepts? They probably do, but I'm not sure what they are. And I had someone the other week asking, you know, is it okay just to tap with one hand? She had some mobility issues. And I said, yes, absolutely. Even if you can only reach one of the points, I'm sure it would be just as effective. Um, For whatever reason, this is the system that people typically use and it works for me. So that's what I teach, but you can really modify it a lot. Like it's very, um, it's a very free flowing kind of technique and you can do it however it feels good for you. Do you know what the origins of it are? Uh, I know that Gary Craig is one of the original kind of founders of it and he's an American man, but I think originally it was created by, I think a psychologist or therapist, but I don't know the details. I don't really remember, but there's a really good book called The Tapping Solution by Nick Ortner, which really goes into the history of it, where it came from, and all the like technical scientific kind of aspects of it, which like don't interest me so much. So I haven't memorized them very well. That's this. So this is so this is really what the heart of your work is at this point. It really is. is. And it's surprising. And I think I've been doing it for so long and using it for so long to such great effect. But For some reason, it's really easy to forget about. And I think one of the reasons why I didn't teach it is because it is so weird and it is hard to explain to people. And it's kind of easier to talk about other techniques or like, you know, journaling or mirror work or affirmations or whatever. But honestly, like tapping is the most effective thing. So now I really talk a lot about this and it's it's just people are getting the best results, you know, and I it's almost like. I wish I hadn't waited so long to stop talking about it so much, but I feel like it happened for a reason, like this timing happened for a reason. Maybe I had to experiment with lots of other things first so that this could feel really impactful and I would be like, oh, this is clearly what I should be doing. Yeah. Do you think that there is a power in multiple people doing it together, like sharing the same energetic vibration? Absolutely. We were talking before we started doing the tapping. I said to them, like, what are some of the beliefs you guys have about money? And they were yelling them out. And one of the things that I believe women especially have issues around money because we're taught that um, it's tacky to talk about it. Um, We should just be kind of thankful for what we get. Like we have this idea that we should always be in service to everybody and we should just be thankful for whatever we get. And obviously gratitude is important, but we also have to ask for what we want or we're not going to get it. So when we were tapping, one of the things that I said that, you know, when, when we're tapping as a group, I'm saying a line and they're repeating it after me. And one of the things I said was powerful women with money scares the shit out of people. (laughs) And when I said that and 120 women said it back that you could feel the energy in the room shift. Like people were like, oh fuck, it really does. And like, this is something that I'm now willing to step forward and claim and do because Women with money can do amazing shit. We can get people elected. We can put money into organizations that need funding. Like it's not just about buying a fucking Gucci handbag, although obviously that's fun. Like we can really affect change in the world if we have plenty of money to go around. 
makes you powerful to have money. So I think it's important that women especially are, you know, they feel like it's okay to make it. Like, why sh why the fuck shouldn't you? There's literally no reason why you have to suffer with no money. Just because there's, like, money is numerical doesn't mean it's logical. Mm -hmm. And I think that when... It's very it's emotional. It's extremely emotional. In astrology, there is, you know, the second to eighth house access in a chart the second house is personal finances. It's like the things in your pocket that you can really like count the coins. The eighth house is other people's money. It's inheritance. It's taxes, debts. Um, it, that's really the emotional space of money. But everything along that axis is about how we feel when we're encountering wealth or abundance. Yeah. And, you know, for me, $1,000 can feel a certain way. For you, it can feel a completely different way, but it's still $1,000. Mm -hmm. So we can't pretend like money is just a concrete like fact. Yeah. It is sensitivity, it's emotion, it's fluidity, it's mm -hmm. ebbing and flowing. Um, we just want to sort of figure out how to manage it in such a way where the ebbs and flows are still within our the spectrum we want them to be. Totally. I think money is like life that we bring the meaning to it. So for like $1,000 being a lot to somebody is nothing to somebody else. And it really is up to us. Like what are the stories we tell ourselves about money? And one of the things I love about tapping is you're literally rewiring your brain. You're changing your neuro associations around what money means to you. And if you can remove the anxiety you feel around asking for more or putting your prices up or negotiating a raise, even if you look at it on a purely non, like on a purely physical level, just going into a room and being more confident is going to get you a better result when you ask for more money or you ask for a raise. So even looking at just that tiny, shallow area of it, you can already see that that's going to completely change your results. But I really believe that when we ask for what we want and we refuse to settle for shit, we tell, we basically invite the universe to give us better opportunities. I had a company reaching out to me recently. They are um, financially based and they wanted me to teach a money manifesting workshop in their space. And they reached out to me to do it and they were talking to me about it. And I said to them, what's the, how does the compensation work for this? And they were like, oh, well, you know, there's a charge to use the space and da, 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 da. And I was like, I was under the impression that because you invited me to speak there and I would be bringing my people to your space that I would be compensated for this. But if that's not the case, then this isn't going to be a fit. And if I like, I could have said yes and done that, but I would have been settling and I would have been doing something that I know is not appropriate. Like I deserve to be paid for my work. I'm not going to work for free. And I truly believe that when you say no to things like that, you're creating a space for something that's actually in alignment. It's just like in a relationship. If you don't ever set a boundary, people will walk all over you and they will take you for granted and take advantage and do all kinds of shit. And the trick with that stuff is you don't realize that until you've experienced that. And then you're like, okay, never do it again. But then once you know that you need to set a boundary or say no or have a standard, then things change around you. So, and so, I really believe like there's a lot of energy around. Yeah, that. absolutely. So, okay. So somebody, it comes to you and they're just in a really bad financial place. And I have been in a really bad financial place. So I can speak to this experientially and empathetically. Like it's, it sometimes feels like it's impossible to dig yourself out of that. What, how would you advise them? 
I would tell them to start with tapping on self-worth and forgiving themselves for being in that situation, loving themselves anyway, and accepting where they are. And I think when you start to do that, you start to tell yourself new stories because when you're in that situation, it's easy to feel like you're not the hero of your own story. You feel like things are happening to you and not for you. You feel very disempowered. And as you start to work on your self-worth and loving where you are regardless, like unconditionally loving where you are, then everything else starts to shift and you'll start to be able to see like, okay, I may be in a bad situation right now, but it's not going to be forever. It's temporary. And this is going to make my triumph so much better. But when you're in a super dark, low place, it's very hard to see that. So it's really about starting at the very beginning. Like, you know, my first book is Radical Self-Love. It's all about this. It's like learning to love yourself regardless of where the fuck you are. Like no matter what's going on, whether you're depressed or you're self-harming or you're have an eating disorder or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like just learning to love yourself where you are now. And how, and how does one even begin that? What does self-love look like when you're in a position where you're just feeling like totally unlovable. I think tapping is honestly the first place to start. The thing with tapping that's so great is it provides a lot of relief. So if you're if you're telling yourself I love you, I accept you, I forgive you, it just calms down your whole nervous system. And when your nervous system is calm, you can make better choices. You're less reactionary. You're more able to look at things a little more clearly and like make a smarter decision rather than like flying off the handle because you're already so stressed. And that's the thing about not having any money too, is when you look at like Maslow's hierarchy of, you know, self-actualization and hierarchy of needs, you can't self-actualize when you're like, how do I pay my rent today? Totally. Which is why a lot of people come to me and they're like, I want to start my business. I want to do something creative. What do I do? And I'm always like, stay in your job till you're making as much money with your side shit as you're making right now, because you can't be creative when you're like, how do I pay the bills? Absolutely. This is something that it, it's really interesting that you should bring that up because this is something that I have meditated on a lot. Maslow's hierarchy of need, which is basically like, you know, in order to get to the enlightenment place, which is not necessarily a religious one. It's just feeling completely empowered to be able to do all the shit that you want to do. You need to climb this pyramid to be able to reach one, go from one state to the other. And at the base of that is just being able to like eat and sleep and shit, you know, like you need to be able to do those things to have enough of a solid foundation to build on. Because if you don't have that foundation, it's, it's of course you can't figure out what your life purpose is of course you don't know what you want to make of course you don't know where you want to live like when yeah when you're in that situation thinking about your life purpose is an insane insane luxury luxury. like are you fucking kidding me that's some like champagne problem totally and it's a process to get up there um and you know it's at the same token, you know, like it's also interesting to think of people who come from a lot of money, right? People who are born into wealth and don't have to really worry about their finances in the same way. Maybe they are inheriting a trust fund or they know that when they reach a certain age that they're going to be receiving a certain amount of money. But that doesn't mean that that those their issues are manifesting somewhere else you know absolutely like we have all met people who are so wealthy or their families are so wealthy and they have so many problems 
Like there's so much developmental stuff that they haven't figured out or emotional intelligence that they don't have. And that's the thing about moving up that hierarchy of needs. Like you, everything that you learn on the way up to the top is vital. Like you need to learn it. You don't get to skip a step because it's going to bite you in the ass. So every step is an essential part of your growth and it's part of the journey that you're on. And I know that's like so fucking frustrating to hear when you're like, dude, I have, I can't even, I don't even know what I'm eating this week, but it really is part of the process. There's no jumping ahead. And if you look at people who win the lottery, who have such poverty consciousness, I think it's something like 95% of people who win the lottery are back to zero or less within two years because they haven't done the work on, okay, what does it mean to have money? How do I make it and not spend it? Like that's another skill. It's one skill to learn how to make money and it's another to hold on to it. It's actually easy to make it. It's way fucking harder to hold on to it. Totally. That's a total skill. It's for people who are very used to, um, you know, trying to piecemeal things together and scramble and feel stressed out. That's a comfort zone. Absolutely. Like human comfort is a thermostat. So if you're comfortable at 65 degrees, if you get above that, the fans will kick in and you'll come back down to 65 degrees, which basically means if you're comfortable having $5,000 in your bank account, if you have $10,000, you'll spin down to five because that's where you're comfortable. But if you have three, you'll work your ass off to get the extra two. So you're at that place where you feel good. And I've done a lot of work around raising my standard of where I feel comfortable with my money benchmark and hypnosis is really good for that. I love hypnosis sessions for that. And just like seeding a new level in your mind is really good. But even with, you know, like you're saying about when you have it, you want to spend it or get rid of it. You don't know what to do with it. You can knock that out with tapping so quickly and it would literally be a problem that you'll never have again. If people like you and I and the people listening had lots of money, what could we do in this country that would change things? We could do so much. And people who are spiritual, really, a lot of us play to this paradigm of like, I want to, I'm like a broke healer, you know, like I give my love away and I want to help everyone, but I don't have any money. It's fucking bullshit. There's no reason why you can't be a wealthy healer. There's absolutely no reason. Anytime you're jealous about something, you're blocking your blessings. So anytime you're looking at people and you're like, why does she have it? And I don't like you're really hurting yourself, whether it's about money or relationships or a body or whatever you, they have that you want or think you want, like you're really fucking yourself as long as you're in that jealous place. So learning to break that down. And again, you can tap for this. You can do hypnosis. You can go to therapy, although therapy takes forever. Like I think tapping is faster um but anything you can do to break that stuff up is just going to change your life and expedite your process expedite your process why do you think that i mean i definitely everybody knows that jealousy is like a negative emotion but why do you think in what ways do you think that it really blocks i think that the happier you can be for other people and the more love and grace you can give other people the more you'll receive so if you're jealous you're you're like nursing this bitterness inside you and i think it just energetically just keeps things at arm's length i think the happier you can be for other people the more blessings you'll receive and i can't i don't have like a scientific reasoning for that it's just something that I feel. And in my life, whenever I've worked on releasing jealousy, I've felt it change things so quickly. Do you feel like working from a, like, what do you think about like a 
revenge body, for instance. Oh man. Um, like, or I guess, I guess another way of saying this is like taking that and trying to find a constructive quote unquote way of channeling that feeling. I think you can definitely use anger as fuel. You can use revenge as fuel, but it burns out faster than using love or positivity or true encouragement and compassion. Like that stuff has a battery life of eternity, but anger is going to burn you out eventually. And like, it's great for getting things done. Absolutely. You can get things done with anger, but I think that using love is, has better long-term benefits. Is your income like going, is it coming directly to you or does it go like, do you get paid through a different company or endorsements? Like, do you differentiate those types of um, income streams? Um, I suppose, but I mean, most of it just comes directly to me. So I sell my products through PayPal and I just wake up to PayPal notifications. And that's how, like, that's my whole business is basically run through PayPal. Um, I don't really do endorsements. I don't really do sponsored posts. Um, when I started my blog, I was doing a lot of fashion blogging and I would do kind of like, uh, sponsored posts and stuff like that. And then I transitioned more into self-help and also felt like if I'm going to be selling anything, I would rather be selling something that I've created that I believe in that I know works. So I don't really do sponsored anything actually like very, very rarely. And if it is, it's usually someone that I know very closely. I've used their product and like we have worked out something separate. Like I don't have a manager or an agent. I'm very, um, I'm very in control of my whole thing. I, I know everything that's coming in and I know everything that's going on. I also think that there's a lot of bullshit that goes on. The world of influencers is complete horseshit. Everybody buys followers, everybody buys likes, everybody buys comments. And it's just people, you know, I've been in this game for such a long time. I've had managers, I've heard all kinds of things. I've heard about people who will buy themselves designer handbags and pretend it was a gift from the company oh, yeah, because totally. it looks I've good. I've seen it firsthand. Right. And just recently in LA, I didn't go, but there was a panel around like, what's the real price of being an influencer? And it's like, what does it cost to live this lifestyle? Like, this is not like, to me, this is not a viable business because Instagram owns your shit. You don't get to keep your followers. If they shut you down, it's fucking over for you. You don't own a goddamn thing. And like, that's why I tell everyone like you need your own fucking website that you host that no one else is in charge of because Facebook and Instagram could close down tomorrow. And if that's where your whole business is, you are so Yeah, fucked. and they might close down tomorrow. Totally. Like just there's so much shadow banning. And now there's some new rule that anything that's sexually suggestive basically gets blocked from people. So if you're in your underwear, if you're in your swimsuit and they're like, mm, this is too salacious. You're going to get flagged and people aren't going to see your shit. And let's not talk about the insanity of the fact that we've all worked so hard to build our following and now we have to fucking pay to reach them. Seriously? Suck my dick. <laughs> Beautifully said. But that's the thing. Like social media, any free platform is no. not free. No. There's a cost. You just don't know what totally. it is yet. So either they're pulling email addresses, they're advertising to you, whatever. There is a fucking cost. And people are very naive about this still. And I'm sure in the next 10 years, we're going to shop in the fuck up because we have right. to. Right. And it's just, it's not, 
like the the models of business currently that seem so easy these overnight sensations of things it, when you're like it just doesn't make sense like how did this person suddenly amass such a large following like it's because mm-hmm. it's not real yeah. and yeah. there is no money behind it and it could it's all going to disappear yeah. like yeah. as quickly as facebook gets sued for all of the egregious things that it has done over the years instagram which is a facebook property is done too so yes i mean to build a business exclusively on one of these social media platforms is a grave mistake totally it's a complete disaster and it's so embarrassing to see these people who are such clout chasers and you look at their account they have four million followers and you look at your photo their photos and you're like you do not have four million followers like this is horseshit and like why are you doing this because you want to feel important or like like why Like, I think that it it is ultimately trying to fill a void that wasn't filled the right way at some other point. Is that we when we are, you know, trying to seek this false validation, we're trying to feel like we are famous and we are notable and significant that we have influence, that it's coming from a it's we're we're ultimately trying to satisfy a part of us that really just needs a hug (laughs) totally that's the thing with significance you know everybody wants to feel significant and we all do it in different ways some people feel significant by always having a problem and talking about it but some people feel significant by helping as many people as they can and that's the thing with feeling significant there are healthy ways to fulfill that need and unhealthy ways and buying instagram followers i'm gonna say is on the unhealthy end of the spectrum it's not as bad as some other things but it's not going to make you feel the way you think it's going to make you feel. This is all amazing. I think that you're just absolutely spectacular. <laughs> so where can we find you? What is, what's the best source uh, other than Instagram? Yes. So um, my blog is galadarling.com and then Instagram, YouTube, all under galadarling. I don't use Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Awful. Yeah. Why? Nothing good happens there. Uh, one last question. Tell me about your name. Oh, so I had a very normal name growing up and there would always be like three girls in my class at school with the same name. So you would be like, I could, could, but I don't really want to. to. Okay. So I, when I started like using the internet, when I was 13, I loved the fact that you could pick a nickname. It could be anything. And when I was about 22, I was like, I want to change my name for good but I don't want to just go through like a book of baby names and pick something. So I want this name to come to me in some way. I want it to be really apparent. And one day I had a nap in the middle of the day and this, my name, Gala Lumia Darling was written in a cloud and I woke up and I wrote it down and I was like, perfect. And I went down and got a form and filled it out and changed my name. So legally changed. Yes. It's on my passport and all my shit. I love that. Thank you so much. This has been awesome.